Welcome back to the View from the Rock podcast. It's been a long time, but we are Ruck Daddy, Papa Swappa, and Morgie here in the Yellow Dog Studios. We are so happy to be back on the airwaves talking to you, our loyal listeners. And for some of us, it's been a really great summer. Other, other people here, I know we're a disappointment like myself. Um, let's not start with the bad news. Papa Swaba, tell me, how was your summer? I had a great summer. I, uh, there was a lot of uh, leisure, a lot of recreation, a lot of travel. I, was, uh, I think there was one stretch in the summer where out of 50 days, I was home for maybe five. Um, I went to Spokane twice. I went to Yakima twice. I went to Chelan twice. I went to the Ponderay and visited the Morgenthaler compound on the Ponderay, which is, it's God's country. I think it's a little secret that only a few of us know about, and now at least one more of us know about. What a beautiful spot. Also went to the Dominican Republic. Um, so I got around a little bit in the summer. So you uh, went out of country. I left the country. Wow, that's amazing. I know. I You know, there <laughs> there's at least... <laughs> Is there some backstory here? Is this not normal? Wasn't there a member of the podcast that was planning a trip to the Southern Hemisphere? Oh, yes. crap. You guys are calling me out. Well, you know, if you know me, you know me. And I'm just a homebody. And I always have goals and aspirations. And sometimes those two things don't align. I had so many people in the last month say, how was Ruck's trip to Australia? Yeah. Did Ruck go? Oh. Well, you have to find out. Well, Ruck. yeah. Here's the deal. Um... I did not go to Australia, uh, but I feel like I, I'm pretty close, though, because um, first of all, I feel like I waited too long. There's a lot of mistakes made with not booking the flights when I meant to, and uh, I felt like for the the mental health part of me, it was best to just like stay stay close by. So when you say you were pretty close, uh, pretty does close. that mean you watched Point Break? No. The closeness is that I have a student in my class who's from Australia. That's how close I got. But that's not very close, I realize. Did you drink a Foster's lager? I've had a Foster's lager before. It's almost like being in Australia. Have you ever mm -hmm. had a meat pie? Uh, well, I went to England, and I had meat pies there. They call them pasties. Mm. Australia. Or pasties, uh, whatever. Great meat pies. I'll be damned. That's yeah. what my brothers told me. I mean, yeah. so that's the reason I was originally going to go there, is my brother lives there. For um, meat pies? No, well, your brother. Brian brother, okay. yeah. And I, I would have had some, and he's... He's told me about the meat pies. He actually went on a little little journey to New Zealand recently and was just sending me all the pictures of Hobbiton, and I was extremely jealous. Oh. Hobbiton? So basically where they filmed Lord of the Rings was all of New Zealand, and they still have the sets of like the houses they built where the hobbits lived. Did you say Hobbit land? Hobbiton. Hobbiton? Okay. Wow. You guys acting like you're not nerds. That's cool. <laughs> hey, um, it's only three hours away. <laughs> From Australia. It's true, yeah. New Zealand? Yes. Now, New Zealand people are Kiwis. Is that right? That is correct. Okay, I'm, I'm looking off, off of our set right now because we have a guest who won't be joining us on the airwaves, but maybe he's going to fact check some of our Australian knowledge because he might know more than the rest of us about Australia. I'm 100% uh, correct that they are called Kiwis. Yeah. Josh Johnston is currently watching our... our he is live he in the studio audience. audience. Yeah. yeah, he's live. His presence is felt. So, Mr. Morgenthaler, how was your summer? Oh, great. I went to Spokane twice as well. I think both times with you. So, Gonzaga Team Camp was amazing. 
uh, watched the boys, uh, came home, and then uh, cabin trip for 17 days, and you got to experience six of them. So great time. And then August just hung out and went to a concert. In Chelan. Correct. Oh, what was that concert? It was uh, Slaughter and Great White. And I was excited about it because, you know, we're big hairband fans. And I was more excited about Great White than Slaughter. Um, And I'm here to tell you, Slaughter kicked ass. Yes. And Great White sucked. Great White did not cause any trampling of people. Like, I wanted Slaughter better. And they put on a show. And, yeah, Great White was awful. Wow. Because they're just too old at this point? Well, the singer is young and just didn't quite fit the vibe. Nothing against Great White. Like they replaced him? They, re- they Their original singer, Jack Russell, has had some health problems. And now yeah. his band is, air quotes, Jack Russell's Great White. And the surviving members of Great White now have a new singer. And he's a, a young guy. Probably 30. Yeah. And he just didn't quite fit. So do you... Th- I feel like now you need to go find Jack Russell's Great White and decide which one's superior. Well, it would be his maybe because of his voice. But he might not. He might. He might have lost a little off his fastball. Because like if if you're his band and that makes that big of a deal, I think you put up with it. Considering if he's had health issues, like why would you exnay him from the band? I would rather see Jack Russell as a shadow of his former self than what I saw. At the Chelan Casino. Do you think the the dog, the Jack Russell Terrier, came first or he did? He's pretty old. <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> hey, didn't Frazier Crane have a Jack Russell Terrier? Yes, he did. And you know, there's a Frazier reboot coming out. That, Shut up. There was just something on about 30-year anniversary. <gasps> yeah. And when it tossed started. salad and scrambled eggs. Oof. Oh, yeah. And I think Lilith... <laughs> Oh, my gosh. <laughs> if you didn't hear that from Mr. Johnston, um, he liked this toss salad part is what he said. <laughs> well, anyway, that weekend, the Chelan weekend, was amazing and got to see Merle. One of our sponsors, Possi- of two sponsors. Yes, Our other sponsor was with us. Yes. And got a pick, pick from, from Slaughter. Great, or, yeah, Slaughter. Wow. He and caught a pick. Signed dog. And I was going to say. a Slaughter pick. Yeah, Sign Dog, another sponsor, Merle the Inc. Number, and Sign the only Dog. one currently. Um, Sign Dog's the only one currently. Yes. Merle, no more. Well, Merle just hasn't paid yet. Oh, he, he gave us swag, but he yes. did give us swag. Yes, Still and he he's, he doesn't listen yet anyway. Okay, no, he's he's not a big podcast. Yeah, he's listener. just he's busy. Speaking of Sign Dog, he turned fifty yesterday. He and did. And he's got a bash in 24 hours. Oh, sign dog palooza. We yeah. just, our summer just carried over into September. We, I saw Hell's Bells last weekend at the casino with oh. sign dog. Wow. Did he have his slaughter pick with him? Um, I don't know, actually. I have never seen sign dog more happy than when Mark Slaughter flicked his pick into the crowd. Intended right? for a woman. Intended for a woman, and Sign Dog intercepted it. Like he looked like Dwight Clark catching a pass from Joe Montana in the end zone. He's using those giant calves he's developed from BMX racing all these years. Yes, and now he's furthering his calf development with pickleball. Yes, and cousin Andy was with us. 
I'll be honest. I had no idea that uh, Slaughter was named after the singer of Slaughter. That his last name was Mark. And their bassist, oh, was amazing. And I believe his name is Dana Strum. And he is the original bass player. I went and saw videos from like '88. The Slaughter's bassist is no joke. Hey, '88, great year. Zero was born. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else to report from the summer? Well, something something happened a couple weeks ago to Mr. Swap. Oh. About uh I'm dying to know what this is. <laughs> well, you're going to say it, but it happened uh at the place that we hate, Sea Home. Oh. Oh, we got a Sea Home story. That's right. That's <laughs> part of the that's part of the teaser. Let's go. So, this could only happen at Sea Home. I'm watching tennis at Sea Home. Big match, Anacortes and Seahome. Anacortes defending league champs in tennis. And pivotal match at Seahome. Seahome, perennial Northwest Conference power in tennis. And I'm up watching tennis at a tennis match, at a tennis facility. And I'm sitting there and I think, God, it stinks. (laughs) What is that smell? And I look down and I have stepped in a big pile of dog crap (laughs) at a tennis match at Seahome. Now, and I thought this can only happen at Sea Home. You're positive it's a dog, considering the homeless issues in Bellingham. It's not human fecal matter. I hadn't considered that until now, but it did uh, smell of dog feces. It's a different smell. It is. Oh, Sea Home only Sea Home. Yeah, only and only Sea Home at a tennis match can you be off in the corner trying to clean dog crap out of your shoe treads with a stick. Wow. What did the gentleman say? He said, and some sea home dad, and you know, you know, the type looks at me and says, Oh, stepped in a pile of dog crap, did you? Wow. <laughs> Those sea home fans just always know how to say the right thing. Like you rube. Just like <sighs> I told you guys about the time I believe that I was at a cross country meet and I'm going through the coach's line. Because they often at cross country and track meets, they will have coaches areas where they provide food, actually great food. Normally, it's like a burrito bar, CM. Well, I'm going through and getting food during cross country meet, and one of the parents of CM looks at me and goes, Hmm, you're a cross country coach? You look like you're more of a throwing coach. Oh, wow. <laughs> Ooh. Which, I mean, I'm also that. Yeah. <laughs> it hurts. What's he trying to say? <laughs> I think he's trying to say that <clears throat> my running days are behind me, and at this point, being over three bills isn't doing me any favors. That's what he's trying to say. Seahome <laughs> can suck it. Well, there's a lot of other Seahome things to talk about, maybe on the secret podcast. Oh, yeah. Do we have w- an update on that? Well, before, I would have another update of Seahome talking some ish. We went to a uh, cross-country meet up in Bellingham. Um and I went to purchase a shirt for the meet, and I complained that I was Venmoing straight into the CM Cross Country account, and I didn't like that. And the person who was there said, "Well, why do you care? You're just Anna Cordis. You got second at state two years in a row. It's no big deal." <laughs> really? Yes. Ooh, <laughs> I love that. Oh man, they're pissed. Wow. Hey, next week football plays up there. 
Next Saturday. Yeah, we're going. Big game tonight for the fighting Seahawks. Dude, CM football always has the dirtiest players. I mean, concerning what happened last year, and that's not a surprise. Well, hey, real quick, back to uh, Sign Dog's 50th. It's 80s dress up. Yeah, what are you going as? Well, I can only, t- if you're going to drop the podcast tomorrow, I'm I'll tell it you. tonight. Not going to say. Do you want me to drop it tomorrow? No, drop it tonight. I'm going to be um, a lead singer of a band from the 80s. I got a shirt that says, Frankie Says Relax. I got an MTV shirt. Don't do it. I don't know. Why do you care if we drop it tonight? Oh, I don't care. What? I'm just not going to say who I am. Because you want us to guess? No, so, I, yeah, I want people. No, I just don't want to tell people what I'm going to be. How many podcast listeners do you think are going to um, listen tonight and then spill the beans on your costume prior I mean, to the party? Maybe tomorrow? Sign Dog, with, which I guess if it's just him, it's his party, so fair. Well, look at my head. It's bald. That yeah, narrows it down. I've noticed. And a goatee. ZZ Top? No. Uh, heavy metal band. Well, I know what it is. So I'm not going to say it. I don't know what it is. The lead singer of Judas Priest. <sighs> yeah, dead ringer. Hell Mr. Morgenthaler is a dead ringer for the lead singer Judas Priest. That's true. He also looks like a Caucasian Lorenzo Romar. Uh, that, <laughs> that's been on the podcast before. <laughs> well, that'll be on the secret <laughs> podcast. Well, it's already been on the real podcast. <laughs> no, in terms of there's a different name. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I almost just had oh, wow, another bro. incident. <laughs> I, I, hey, I know. People can't see it. Um, in case you're wondering why it's been a little bit, part of the issue is that our last podcast, I knocked over <clears throat> a liquid onto the control board for our sound. So, so that was the last day of school, correct? Yes. I think we had one. Um, you're right. Oh, later. after. You're oh, right. Yeah. I think we did. It's so, been a long time, though. And this is, if I'm not mistaken, this is uh, officially the beginning of season two. This is season two. Premiere. And they said it wouldn't last. So, I, I mean, I have a goal set for season two. Tell us. 30 episodes. Wow. Last week it was 35. <laughs> well, I narrowed it down. 30 sounds better. <laughs> hey, you know, got to have goals and dreams. I think we can get there. You know, the funny part is 30 how many weeks of school do we teach? Like 32, 38, something like that? Um, I want to say 35. That's not right. Somewhere in that general ballpark. Yeah. Well, if we, yeah, I mean, until June, that would be, yeah, that's kind of realistic. I think it's realistic. Because there's going to be some holidays in there that will be easier actually to get one in. Maybe For sure. Two. Yeah. So, Mr. Ruckdashel, uh, since you did not go to Australia, what did you do with your summer? Uh, I went to our beach house on Camino Island quite a bit. Um, love that spot. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot that. That was amazing. Your place is absolutely amazing. Thank you. Yeah, I was glad you could make it. It's a good spot. It's a nice, nice spot that feels like it's farther away than it really is, but it's only a 50-minute drive. So, yeah. It's a beautiful spot. Thank you. Yeah. What else? Um, I mean, I probably played too many video games, but I don't think the listening audience really cares about my video game usage. Did um, you do a lot of research for fantasy football? 
At this point, it would appear I didn't because I'm 0-3 in our league. Oh, okay. Just checking. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't. There's nothing to look up in the summertime for fantasy football. That was a joke. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good one. It's a really good one. Well, hey, hey, so I went to a Mariner game last night. You Wait, what? I went yeah. to a Mariner game last you night. You went to so the Mariner's was, Hey, my night? sister and Megan were sitting right by you. You're kidding Just me. Just found that out today. So, great game last night. We had a walk-off double from J.P. Crawford, two outs in the ninth. It was... It's, you know, the, as a, there's been a lot of disappointment in how the Mariners have played here lately. But as a longtime Mariner fan since their infancy, there were so many years growing up where you just thought, man, it'd be so cool if games mattered. Yeah, just to be in it. Yeah, and right now they matter. September I mean, it baseball. Was, it was awesome last night. Well, was and, it, was it uh, sold out? It wasn't sold out, but it was maybe 40000 Think about, you know, last November, December – Everybody's having the conversation of we need to bring someone in uh, at shortstop, one of the big shortstops, and move JP over to second. And he's been one of the leaders in in war. He's been he's been awesome. He's been amazing. Yeah, unpredictably good. Yeah, I mean he's their he's probably their best clutch hitter. I mean it's definitely not Julio. Didn't he have a golden sombrero yesterday? He did biggest game of the year, and then you know the uh, the uh, Astro pitcher the night before <sighs> Neris. Struck him out and then charged him and yelled things at him in yeah, homo- Spanish. Homophobic slurs. Homophobic slurs. Yes. Oh, dude, we, that's crazy. Can we say that? I think we just did. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, I love me the Mariners, but I found it really hard to watch them recently. I just, I don't have the emotional capacity to deal with them at this point. Like, well, I, I watched at the end reluctantly last night, but... Hey, you know what my motto has been for years? Yes. Three words. Four. Prepare to be disappointed is my motto for the Mariners. Oh, I thought and it's happened day. every year except for last year. Yeah. Hey, well, hey, real prepared, quick, I heard, I heard a fact about Julio is that he is, and you, you guys know this, every single game that we lose, he's amazing. They brought up the stats. Or excuse me, that we win. Mm-hmm. And every game that we lose, he's awful. Like, just look at what's happened the last week. Yeah. You got to get a hit. Well, I mean, if we look at that stretch that we were on earlier this summer, where we won eight games, lost one, and won like seven games, he was batting like 500. He hit like 500 over yeah. that stretch, which is insane. So it's... I mean, didn't he have the most hits in like four games in Major League history? I think he had 17 hits in four games. I mean, and it's not, I mean, it shouldn't be surprising. When your best player is performing at his best, you're good. And when they're not, you're not. But he's also 22. Like they were like, he's the new kid. Yeah. And I mean, his energy, he's just a really fun guy to watch. Um, You know, he's thankfully not like a Wander Franco. Oh. Hey, that's a game, though, that you're going to remember forever. You know who's going to remember that forever is Brady. Yeah. He went there and got a ball, first thing. Got a ball from the bullpen. Um, he also had some fried rice and a pork bun. Ooh, yes. What what word did you learn today in PE? Remember? Different version. Bow? Hawaiian. You, you used a Hawaiian word. Ma- manapua. Oh. What is that? A Hawaiian, like, sweet pork bun? But it's uh, steamed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
So, so it's tell like a me, bow the, bun. tell me how a pork bun relates to a meat pie. Uh, well, yeah. well, meat, they're both a amazing. Would, meat pie is like a little real pie, but it's just like meat. So what? it has crust and, yes. and whatnot, yes. but it's baked in the oven using pie crust versus yes. a steamed bun would be more like a yeasted bread without the layering of butter and it's steamed instead of in the oven. So you get the browning effect with the meat pies known as the Maillard effect, which we've covered in our smashed burger episode and in the steam bun, it's the steaming. So it's nice and soft and fluffy yeah. and that kind of a thing. Oh, oh, they're so damn. they're so good. Well, how about too? Hey, the meat pie, but also the sausage roll. Oh, that in is Hawaii, in Australia. They have a sausage roll there. Y- yes, because that is also a British delicacy. Oh, they're so good. So our current student, yeah. Well, I have an eighth grader that you had. She's going to homemade her parents' meat pies and sausage rolls this year. Whoa, whoa, you have an Australian eighth grader? Yes, I have an Australian sixth grader. I think they might be siblings. Oh. Didn't know that. But speaking of, uh, we were talking about, oh, the different Australia, we were meat pies. There is the mud pies. They are a footy team. Where where are they from? uh, South, uh, in the south of Australia. So like New South Wales? Possibly. I need to look that up on break. Are we talking Australian rules football? Correct. Footy. 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 I went to a footy, 110,000 people. It was the greatest thing I've ever seen. So I used to watch it on ESPN when I was a kid. They yes. had the, uh, the uh, Sydney Swans. Oh, yeah. yeah. The plugger. Yeah. And the little refs with their suits. And <laughs> yes. The, yep. the, yeah. Make those hand gestures. Yeah. Oh, it's, so, it was, it's amazing to go see one live. Are you sure you're not saying the magpies? Yeah, that's what it is. Okay. Cool. <laughs> uh, magpies. Do you know where they're from, Josh? Ah, oh, shoot. Okay. Uh, I could probably look that up here. Well, yeah, second. but South Australia. Yeah. Magpies footy. They are from Collingwood. That's yep. right. And oh, also Collingwood has the Crows because that's the area of Melbourne where I was. There's like eight footy teams. I know. It's close to Melbourne. Oh. Melbourne, yes. Melbourne. We're being corrected in our dialect. No, because I said Melbourne. 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 Yes, that's correct. Melbourne. Yeah. Melbourne. Not Melbourne. Well, <clears throat> I don't think there's a great way to transition to this, but I know we were going to talk about some Southern Rock here, and I don't want to. I don't want to skip on our time here because Southern Rock is, I think, a very unique genre of music that has been very important to the history of America. Southern Rock. Um, I found out some interesting information about Southern Rock, and I would say that in researching for this, I assumed Southern Rock was music that lo- is located originally uh, in the South or by people who like came from the South, but I don't know. Did you guys find something different? that That's not really the case. That's what I found. No, I think it's like kind of indicative of a sound, is yeah. it not? Yeah, that's what it seems like, sort of a redneck sort of hillbilly-ish kind of rock if you think about like maybe the charlie daniels band being one of the first sort of like southern rock type bands okay um but then you know and he's like think from the south versus you got ccr born in the bayou yeah creedence clearwater revival yeah california 
You know, I mean, from California. Yeah. But their sound is quite Southern. I think on one of our early podcasts, I even suggested that they would be a better uh, halftime performer than, how do you pronounce her name? Rihanna? Yes. Gosh, now I don't even remember, remember that one. one? Rihanna? 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 We got it wrong a lot. Is it Rihanna? Rihanna? Rhiannon is a song by Fleetwood Mac. Fleetwood Mac. Oh, hey, real Gosh quick. dang it. Why are we repeating this? We're repeating our mistakes. Did you hear the halftime show is this year? Usher? Yeah. Mrs. Swap <laughs> is very excited. So is Mrs. Morgenthaler. If there was oh. a Miss, Mrs. Rectashville, she'd be excited. Well, too. maybe those two can get together and watch the halftime show while we yes. don't. Oh. So you think real quick. So again, some bands are from the South. That are considered Leonard Skinner, for example. Yeah, that's who I think of when I think Southern rock. Yeah, so Leonard Skinner. Have you seen the Netflix documentary? It's amazing. Those guys are just all about the music. What is the name of that? Um, don't remember, but it's fascinating. Because you know, I saw a documentary that was about um, Muscle Shoals, Muscle Shoals, which had a recording studio. Um, was Rick. Hall, I believe, was their producer. <coughs> or is it Rick Starr? I forget. Um, and they were producing some of the biggest hits at the time. I mean, Leonard Skinner was recording there uh, amongst, um, oh, shoot, um, like Leon Hall. Um, Leon Russell. R- thank you, Leon Russell. Leon Russell, fun fact, one year at the Arts and Crafts Festival, he performed down at, no the, uh, at the port. Shut up. Really? Yeah. What year was that? Oh, I was probably 22, so that makes it a long time ago, probably before Ruck was born. I, no, but seriously, I think it was about 30 years ago, and he uh, they put a big stage there down by the port, and Leon Russell performed. Big white beard, and he was playing the piano. It I was mean, amazing. Leon Russell was like an inspiration to Elton John. Like, like that's the level... That Leon Russell was. He's one of those artists that I think was more appreciated by other artists than maybe by popular American yeah. consumers. That's amazing. Um, Jay, do you got some more bands that are from the Southern rock genre? One of my favorites is Black Rose. And we went and saw them a couple summers ago, and they were amazing. Yeah. And I don't like, know them much. Are they, like, when did they kind of start-ish? Are they a, a 90s band? 80s? Late yeah. 80s. And then got more popular, I think, in the early '90s. Yeah, and they're they're brothers, right? The Robinson yeah. brothers. Oh yeah. And they're front man. Like when you go see a, a band and you say, "Man, that guy is a front man." Dude, he, is it oh, Chris Robinson? Yeah, Chris. He came out and he had an umbrella yes. and a white suit, and it was like that dude is in charge of the stage. Oh yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was amazing. Like just some of the. I mean, I love them, you know, and I've loved them more now. I didn't love them as much. Remedy. 30 years ago, yeah. But I think that's the sound that I think, too, of Southern Rock. And then the band that opened for them, oh, they're, they have that Southern Rock vibe. Dirty Honey. And they're from L.A. And they just started like four years ago. So uh, three of the four people in this room have tickets. Maybe I can find another one and see if Ruck would like to go. Dirty Honey, the Sunday of Thanksgiving weekend. For you Seahawk fans out there, they do not play that Sunday. They play on Thanksgiving, so your day is free to go see is Dirty Honey. Is that the Honey. Niners? 
Uh, I think they play the Niners on Thanksgiving. Dirty Honey's at the Showbox. Oh, it's going to be great. And isn't that where we saw the White Buffalo? Yep. That's where I saw the darkness. Oh, that would have been amazing. Wow. That, you don't even, do you even know the darkness? Well, well, only because we've talked about it. On the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of the all-time great concerts I've been to. You've got you know, the Almond Brothers so, band? Yeah. Whipping Post. I love the Almond Brothers. So one of mine that I like, I actually still play a little bit, is a little 38 Special. 38 yeah. Special. Hold on loosely. Oh, yeah. Oh. Hold on loosely. Oh, wow. That's so good. I'm not oh, following that. Oh, what just happened? <laughs> that is so yeah. good. Oh, my God. Oh, man. We got singing now? We do. Yeah, that'll be the last time. So well, No, it wasn't bad. So do you consider the Doobie Brothers? Southern rock? I don't know if they have that sound. Yeah, I do. You do? I do. Even though they were part of like the disco scene, like heavily featured in Saturday Night Live, the movie featuring John Travolta. That's the Bee Gees. Who are you saying? Doobie Brothers. Doobie Brothers. Oh shoot, sorry. (laughs) ZZ Top. Yeah. See, I yeah they are they're considered that. Yeah. Yeah. I just never thought of them like that sound, like when you think of Black Rose and you know Skinnerd. Yeah. It was just a little different, but still, there's so, Texas. This is going to be one of those times where when this podcast drops, we're going to have Ugh. people say, you forgot so-and-so. Kind of, yeah. I think nothing will be worse than after the Canadian artist show. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, who's the uh, guitarist that was your dad's favorite, JoJo? Um, Stevie Ray Vaughan. That's Southern. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, and he, oh, yeah. I got a photo of him over there. Thanks, Bruce. So what would we say typifies Southern rock? I think it's the guitar a little bit. I think it all, I mean, yes. Well, it's definitely one of those things where if you hear it, like, you know it, which is hard to then describe because... I think it definitely is the the guitar, I think. But the lyrics, like the content of it also matters. There's some sort of sound to their voice as well. I don't know if it's a twang necessarily. It's definitely some sort of a country rock, but like kind of nastiness to it. I don't know how to describe it beyond that. Sounds to me like you're describing kid rock. I mean... I love me some Kid Rock. Do you really? I love Kid Rock. So if you Detroit. listen to like, like if you think one song that I would think if you want to listen that would be perfect would be Skinnerd on the Hunt. Ooh, like that you can hear that and you're like, okay, that's Southern Rock. I could listen to Skinnerd all day. I don't. I don't know that song by Skinnerd. And then uh, Corrosion of Conformity covered it. Corrosion of Conformity sounds a lot like Skinnerd. They they freaking rock. They're from Raleigh. Oh, so, so they're from Raleigh, North Carolina. Which is in the South. Yeah. But you know what? They have that, too. Josh has got me going on them lately. So. so, but you would say probably the peak of Southern Rock was probably 70s. And I, I, 80s, I, good, too, but kind of a fall off. But and then... 
now there's been some more bands recently who've started to f- have more of a southern rock sound. Can I can I just backtrack though a little bit yeah. and just my one of my personal favorites, second best flute in history of popular music, the Marshall Tucker Band. Oh yeah, can't you see? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, okay. Marshall Tucker Band, yep. baby. That's a good call. Thank you. Wow, um, that's a great line. I'm not going to sing it though. No, I no, I'm not either. Don't Maybe, if we don't, don't look at me, if we get late enough in the podcast, there could be some singing. Yeah, I mean, might be secret podcast material. I don't know if I want to be recorded as a singer. Maybe that's how they find me though. So hey, one more <laughs> last little thing. Even though they're not that '70s, it's more of a. They're from the South. They're kind of rock, but it wasn't just like hard, hard South. Is Kings of Leon maybe? Okay, they're Southern, but, I think, in sound at okay. times. They're yeah, they're a little. They're st- they're a little more poppy than su- than the old '70s, in terms of their sound. Not how they look like on stage, but I've been to them. I love them. Yeah, but you've seen them, right? Yeah, I saw them. I it was awesome. Yeah, I saw them in concert at uh, the Gorge. So you They're guys great. are going to see somebody here in a couple days. We are. Not a southern rock band. And he's been, well, he was in Screaming Trees. And he's buddies with, he's buddies with Lanigan. So, uh, Who are we talking about? I got no idea. Queens of the Stone Age. Oh. Tuesday not, night. Vancouver, British Columbia. Wow. Are, you, are you going rock? No. Who's going? That's Josh and I, Sign Dog, and Mr. Kirk Moore. Oh, 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 oh. So got he, him out of the house. It's like the well, Mount Rushmore hey, of uh, human beings. Swappy had an obligation. He had to watch his daughter play volleyball. You got to do what you got to do. Yes. Yeah. And uh, we had a last minute scratch, and he just came right out of the bullpen day one. Boom. Throw, throw I'm in. Heat. Yep. Oh, and Kirk then the Moore. White Buffaloes up in Vancouver Thursday. I just don't know if we can pull it off. I think we can. Well, probably need to decide that pretty soon. Well, we can buy tickets there. It's I, six days. I just wish you guys could get to Victoria to see him. Victoria is such a great city. It was going to be so hard to get. It was going to be a cra- Wednesday. It was going to be a crapshoot with the weather, like on a boat. That would have been our only way. Well, but we could have then we could have been stuck there. Let's check the weather report. Still, it's not looking good Wednesday. Really? Or is it Wednesday or Wednesday, Victoria? Wednesday, Victoria, Thursday, Vancouver. We even talked about possibly trying to DM the White Buffalo and just see if he'd come down to Anacortes. I mean, imagine having him in here. Oh, what, he'd be amazing. What's the worst thing that happens? He ignores your DM? Well, on Twitter, he's not accepting direct messages. So you can't actually do I that. don't actually know how to get a hold of him. <laughs> Is he on Instagram? We, we had to. We have to be able to find him. He Maybe lives in before San the Diego. night's over, we try to figure out a way to get a hold of him. That would be. I mean, he doesn't have bigger fans than he does in this room. I mean, here's the deal: if somehow you could get uh, figure out who his like manager is, like his marketing person, I bet you could tell him that there's a local podcast that would just, you know, blow up the scene for him. In the garage. And so, uh, for those of you not familiar with the White Buffalo, he has a recurring YouTube series in the garage that was dormant for about a year, 
and he just came out with a fresh new episode of wow. In the Garage. Did not know that. Oh, did it during COVID. That was yeah, when he was it, peaked, when right? it started. COVID? Well, that's when In the Garage peaked. Yeah, it was during COVID. Wow. Well, I really hope you guys get over to Victoria. That that would make for some great material, but also a real experience. Victoria, as the crow flies, is like 26 miles away, and it's so hard to get to. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the dang state ferry system, right? Well, you know, I think it's time for a break here. Uh, when we return from our break, we're going to be talking about our beer of the week, which... I believe is provided by a loyal listener, Tara Starkovich. Ooh. And after that, we're going to be talking about our top three chips, which I'm particularly excited to talk about. <laughs> and yeah. yeah. Oh, it's going to be. Welcome back to the View from the Rock podcast. Just had a little break here, and we're ready to talk about our beer of the week, although beer should not be used when describing it because I believe, is this a, no, it's, it's a, not a cider. It's just it, a wheat. It's a okay. wheat. Okay, so the name of it is the Blackberry Festival from Townsite Brewing. Swap, can you tell me a little more about that beer? Brewed on the lands of the Tla i Amin. Mm people on the beautiful Sunshine Coast, B.C., near the Powell River, inside of Vancouver Island, past the Strait of Georgia, on the mainland of B.C. Thank you for doing that. I would add a hard time uh, pronouncing that word. We practiced it. It's not really in your oeuvre of words to pronounce? Are you going to read that next paragraph? Yes, but real quick. So this beer came from Tara and Tim Starkovich. They were on their... Uh, trip over the summer with their boat and they went up and found this beer nice. and brought it back. It's a beautiful can. Yeah. Do you notice the, uh, you know, that nice little black bear there? Mm. Yeah. It's a black bear. Look at the focus in its eyes. Have you noticed that? It's very focused. I know. The artist did a really good job with the It eyes. almost looks like the fur is made up of fields of wheat. <laughs> Would you agree? Oh, it is a wheat beer. It is. That's why I'm making that connection. And it's... uh. Different shades of purple, several different shades of purple yep. on the can. It's a beautiful yes. can. So a little more about the beer. In late summer, the endless vines of ripe, juicy blackberries can be found all over the Sunshine Coast. This beer pays homage, homage to those hot, <laughs> sunny, dry days picking berries. This balanced wheat, I was going to say that, by the way, ale pours a light pink hue packing in everything this delicious berry has to offer. It's their seasonal salute to Powell River's favorite fruit. And the favorite has a little Canadian spelling on it. It does. Ooh. Does yeah. it still pronounce that? It's still, it's still it's the same. still says favorite, but they've put an extra vowel you in You would think there. it would be favorite. Yes. Um, the blackberry. So it's brewed every August in time for the Blackberry Festival and the Blackberry Street Party. So a little tart and subtle backdrop for this wheat beer. Uh, fruity, unfiltered, round-bodied summer sipper. What's it, what is its ABV? 5.2, and it's a 14 IBU. Is that low, Mr. That's, Ruck? That's quite low. Uh, in case you are a new listener, ABV is 
alcohol by volume and IBU is international bitterness units. Um, Untapped gives it a 3.6 and saw 900 reviews. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready. I'm normally not a wheat beer guy, but I'll try anything. This you is know, the Blackberry Festival. Whether or not this is good, um, they make me want to go visit this town that it comes from during Blackberry Festival. So if you look up halfway up the Vancouver Island and then look straight across the Strait of Georgia to mainland, that's where it is. Never heard of it. What do you think? I'm almost getting like a smoked flavor. I don't know why I am. Jason, what are you doing? What? Okay, this is a land shed moment here. Jason is, is trying the Blackberry Festival. It's a land shed moment because Jason uh, Morgenthaler is on his, his uh, once a year body cleanse where nothing that enters his body is unclean. So that's false. <laughs> You're right. It's probably twice a year. <laughs> his body the, is a temple. The other temple. parts. Anyway, um, I just took a drink of that. What do you think? Tara, you get zero. <laughs> it's definitely a, got a sour. It's like it's more of a Thank sour. Thank you, though. Almost. Thank you, though, for the gift. I don't taste the berry. I, don't I, taste I thought berry. it was going to be much berrier. I was hoping it would be like a berry cider. It does. It look the can looks like you're gonna drink something that tastes fruity. Magnificent, yeah. And it's a wheat beer. It's a wheat beer. I don't taste any berry in it. It's a beautiful can, though. Mm -hmm. What would you like to uh, give Untapped the review? Um, I think three point six is high. I mean, I don't think it's a bad beer. Uh, so yeah, the tricky part is when you're not a wheat guy. I don't taste any bad flavors in it. It's just a wheat beers are not for me. So if you liked wheat beers, you might like this, and it might be a 3.6 or higher, but for someone who's not a wheat guy like me, it is not a 3.6. And I need to take a couple more drinks of it. It's true. Because I, I drank it thinking I was going to get berry. That's fair. I'm going to have a little would, taste. Do you think it would taste better in a glass? Uh, maybe. <laughs> it's got that like melon flavor that I don't really like to find. <laughs> yeah, Josh is throwing things on oh. the ground when he heard that. Uh, it's, oh. I don't like Tara, that. Melon we love flavor. you though. I wonder what it looks like in a glass. It really because it does say on the description that it pours a light pink hue. I would like to see the pink hue. Um, <laughs> you know, it's one of those like I don't know if it's fest beer like. One of those like European beers that's like a high percentage and tastes way too sweet. I'm trying to think what those are called. What would you pair this with? <laughs> what do <are> you? <laughs> I, I mean, when you're, it's not your beer. I don't know if I pair it with anything. I know, pair it with a recycling bin. Jeez, <laughs> mm. rock. <laughs> You're going to see Tara tomorrow night. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> it's on. I mean, hey, like I said, if you like wheat beer, you probably will like it. But wheat ain't me. It's not a bad beer, but when you look at the can, 
you feel like you're going to get something fruity. I mean, you probably would have a charcuterie board or like some salmon with it or something like that. Something light. It's it's not going to stand up to a steak. Yeah. It shouldn't be with a hot dog or any smoked meat. <laughs> I would pair it with a hot dog. <laughs> yeah. You would? You'd pair it with a hot dog? A, like a Costco dog. I because I hate hot dogs. What? What is going on with you right now? <laughs> You're a terrible. I never, I've never liked a hot dog. I like a Polish or sausage, but not hot dog. Like you don't like a ball game? You don't like no. a hot dog? No. So I got a Mariner dog last night at the game, along with my fried rice and pork bun. Had some heartburn last night. <laughs> <laughs> I can't understand why. <laughs> Did you have your thing at Tums? No. No. Oh. If you ever tried the chewy tums that are sort of like candy like. Yeah. You know, you know what the old school remedy is for heartburn though is uh baking soda in a glass <laughs> of water. I've done that. Yeah. Yeah, it works. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, it's like doing the dissolvable tablet, but minus the extra stuff you don't need. Yeah. Yeah. I learned that from Kirk Moore. One time I was at school, had some heartburn, went to his classroom, and he fixed me a oh, patch of baking oh, soda. Yeah, in right water. Away. He's good that way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, real stand-up. Oh, guy. that's going to be a fun time. <laughs> you're referring to the uh, Tuesday concert, Queens of the Stone Age. Yes, where you're going to be on your cleanse. Um, <laughs> hey, so we've got a top three this week. Top three. That's what we're all looking forward to. Top three chips. You guys uh, excited about this one? Like I was. I'm pretty excited about it. This was one where you know we brainstorm top threes. And uh, sometimes you hear a top three and you think, well, that's not going to be that exciting. And top three chips, the first reaction was kind of, it's not going to be that good. And then we really started getting into the weeds on it. And uh, top three chips is pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah. Oh, I'm in. I, I, I mean, I'm a big chip guy. I like salty. I'm not as mm -hmm. much of a sweet guy. So Ooh. whenever I'm feeling like being, being a bad boy, yep. then I go to the chip aisle. Man, I could, I could go, I could eat chips all day. Like you go buy like a normal family size one where it's like multiple people you're supposed to share this with. Yeah, I'll kill that. Yeah. Yeah. Bag of chips is, uh, you um, know, it's comfort food. Yeah. I, I agree with you on the salty. I'm going to, I'm happy to start us off here unless someone feels so called. Go ahead. Uh, number three for me doesn't deserve to be three because it's, Amazing. It's the chili cheese Frito. Oh, oh yeah. Rock. Oh, oh. You, rock. You just stole something. That's maybe. on my top three. Oh. It's so good. It and, is so good. And, you know, just like a lot of these chips, if you want to take it over the top, you make sure you grab that nice can of yellow liquid that is sitting oh, congealed yeah. there for you. Queso. And, queso. And you dip it in there. You get some of the chili particulate, and you, you know what's been happening. I know, and you get deep into that queso, and you come out of there, and the backs of your fingers <laughs> knuckle have... deep. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, that's a good time. That's good stuff right there. <laughs> no, the chili cheese frito is tremendously underrated. Very. Underrated. Is that your number three? It was my number three. Okay. Wow. Oh, yeah. It was. It was my number three. Oh. Um. Just like every week, you know, we haven't shared these with each other, so maybe we have the same top three. We'll find out. We could have some surprises in yeah. store. Yeah. So my number three, you know, I'm just, I'm going with the Cool Ranch Doritos. Mm. It's a classic. So 
you know, I was late to the game on those because I was uh, just loved the original, and they're I love them. So do you remember being a kid and when you got a Doritos bag, they had a little clear plastic window on the outside? No. <laughs> yep. So you would go look when you were buying a bag of Doritos, you would look to see what bag had the highest concentration of flavor powder. Yeah. Oh yeah. The color. <laughs> yeah. And you'd shake it around. And that's something that's been lost on our current generation. Well, because they try to hide how many chips they have in there, but the bag's only half full. Yep. So Dorito Cool Ranch for me is interesting from the standpoint of I like it, but like, man, the smell of it, if someone opens a bag anywhere near you, you know that smell. So honorable mention for me was Doritos Taco Flavored because that was when I was a kid, they didn't have Cool Ranch. They had nacho cheese and they had taco. And they didn't have taco when I was a kid, but and they, they still brought, they brought it back. back. Yeah. Oh yeah. And they, didn't they bring back like a vintage like yes. yeah. like the bag looked oh. like it did in the eighties? It looks yes. Oh, I love it. But they didn't have the clear Dorito. plastic window. Yeah. That's a, yeah. That's that's a good those are a couple of good ones right there. Um, you know, for me, I'm gonna go local with number two. Number two is one of those ones where you eat one. And it's good, and then you keep eating it, and eating it, and it's burning, and it's jalapeno Tim's Cascades. Damn you, Rock. That's my two. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> You're going to have to go with your number one before me then next time. Oh, my God. My, I think my number one is going to be your number one. Oh, I hope See, so. I, I, can, I love the Tim's, but it can't be the jalapeno. No, you sweat. No, you I'm, uh, my head would be a disaster. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're dabbing napkins on there. Barbecue and regular for me on the Tim's. Oh. I, I love partly why or I love salt them. salt and vinegar. Yeah. Is I can't even figure out almost what the flavor of it is. There's obviously jalapeno, and then it's just like MSG. But aren't those diff- They're baked differently? No, they're definitely fried. So fried and baked, I think. I think we talked about, which is different. But the Tim's Cascade are like one standard deviation thicker yes. than other potato chips. Like if you get the Lay's brand th- thick that are jalapeno, not quite as challenging to bite through, which I like the crunch. Yeah, the original Lay's, you don't even need to bite. No. But Tim's no. Cascade, yeah, there's some big girth. And But like at a certain point, yeah, kettle chip. Yeah, Lay's kettle chips are what I was talking about. Um. But at a certain point, it's like the jalapenos. You kind of have to give yourself a break. You've, you've had a little bit too much burning, and then you come back to it, and it's like revisiting an old friend. It's excellent. So what's your number two, Mr. Moore? So my number two is in the Lay's family. I love a wavy Lay, but oh, yeah. um, okay. it's barbecued wavy. Mm. So not just the – I like the wavy Lay's. A little more surface area for the uh, flavor to attach to. Yeah, that's a great math. I love that math analogy. So speaking of math, I once read a fun fact about potato chips. Just And I can't remember the specifics, but you can take a potato and make like 20 times more money out of a potato when it's term, turned into a potato chip than you can as a potato. Mm. I believe it. We should do top three potato products sometime. Oh, I mean wow. hash browns, tater tots, French fries, oh, and like curly skins? fries, skins, mm. twice baked. Oh my gosh, waffle fries. Oh, au gratin. 
I love a cheesy potato. Yes. So, hey, do you want me to do my number one? Potatoes Hasselbeck? Yeah, go for it. Okay, since you guys are tied <laughs> and you're going to have the same. Probably. So this is going back to your number three, but just the original. I'm a Frito guy and oh. Scoops. Love Scoops. Oh. You know me. I'm a Scoop Frito guy. Well, especially if you're going queso. Oh, That's a- the only any- option. Anything. Good salsa, some guac. Bean dip. Anything. Oh. What about some French onion dip? Yeah. Oh, I love French onion Or a onion cold dip. crab dip. That my mom dip crab clam my mom oh yeah or what about some nice macaroni salad <laughs> you've had Ooh, a little bit too I'm much oh. going back to <laughs> Ooh, so I yeah hey, frito scoops <laughs> that's a good choice so i'm trying to think what you guys are you know they about. also have some uh, frito scoops in jalapeno flavor have you tried those no no weird <laughs> where i can't find shocking those. yeah you where shouldn't do, find where those. do you find those no, you don't want those anyways that's fine well what is the chemical composition of a Frito compared to that of a Cheeto? Is it basically the same thing wrapped in a different package? I have no idea. Like, and I'm a little bit. Just corn. The, corn oil salt. Which is amazing because it has a very distinct smell to it. Like, you can smell when someone opens some Fritos. Do you remember the Frito Bandito? No. So, it's a Tri Cities thing. Well, I know that you can get Frito, like a, yeah. Oh, that's what you're talking about. Taco in a bag. So, Fritos with like chili or meat and oh, cheese. Yeah. Oh, that's good stuff. So, fr- the Fritos are not only individually tremendous, they're a great conduit. They are. And you actually made me remember when you were comparing it to Cheetos that probably should be on my list, but I couldn't figure out where to place it. Uh, so I'll give an honorable mention, is the um, jalapeno cheddar Cheeto. Oh, my God. Honorable mention. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm all about that. It's 3B. Three, it's three it can yeah. be 2B. It deserves any place it wants almost. Like I'm a little bit s- upset with myself for not including it. So a super honorable mention for me is the cheese puff, the little ball. That's one of those ones where I think I don't want it, and then I love it. Well, is this a cheese puff too? That's no, I'm about three of, inches long. No, I know, <laughs> I know what you mean. Um, oh my god! Yes, <laughs> <laughs> she might call it that. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm wow. thinking of the ball. Okay, the cheese ball. <laughs> the cheese ball. Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> man, I wish all of you could hear JoJo's commentary. It's good stuff. Um, so, do you want to roll with your number one then, Swapper? So I don't. I bet it's it? the same one as yours. Probably, Ooh. sweet Maui onion. No, it's not. Really? Tell me more. I love that. Oh, Maui, Maui, the Maui, the sweet Maui onion. Oh, yeah. Which I think is bed. a I Kim's like Cascade those. subsidiary. It is. Yeah, dude, those are good. And they're just dusty. I'm, oh, you know, yeah. you pull those out, and they're just, they're just dusty and grease. They're ensconced. Oh, they are. They're just. There's a layer of white dust on those it's that good good it's amazing so that was definitely i i not rucks i could tell it's not mine i mean again it's worthy of being a honorable mention but my number one has been my number one since forever holds a special place in my heart cheddar and sour cream ruffles oh 
Ooh, love, cheddar and sour cream. Love cheddar and sour oh, cream ruffles. That's uh, it's just a classic back Brent, to basics. That's my son's favorite. Mm. There's nothing I love more than when I'm just a little bit hungry, a little bit tired, grabbing a diet Mountain Dew because I'm healthy, and a cheddar and sour cream ruffles bag. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> oh that that's what life is made of. Ooh, ah, that, wow. I'm surprised we didn't have the same number one at, after that. I know. I like it that Morgie had none of the same stuff as us because we are a little spicier, a little edgier. I'm sweating. Just thinking about Just listening to you guys talk about jalapenos. <laughs> it's probably that three-inch puff you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, anything else we have to say about, about chips? The beer of the week, Southern Rock, or summer that we missed. I'm just excited for tomorrow night. I think we're going to have an amazing time, and there will definitely be something from tomorrow night on our next podcast. From Brad's 80th, 80-themed 80, 50th birthday. Uh, yeah, yeah, his 80th oh, yeah. birthday. I, I hope that <laughs> we're still 80th. doing this when he has his 80th. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys for tuning in again. Uh in case you don't remember, you can find us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, or anywhere else you find your uh, podcasts. And until next time, we'll see you later. Wow. Thanks. That was a nice impression. Yeah.